everybody it's another episode of go flix yourself my name is ben conowitz and with me as always is the apple tv remote to my universal remote brad for omen hey that's me i'm uh, conveniently sized and i do a lot of things and i don't have too many buttons that overwhelm you i don't want i don't i don't like that at all oh sorry you're awful and with me as always in person and not remote Nate Laux. Hey, it's me. Does this sound like Brad? I've been working on, I drive sometimes, uh, long distances. You only and, sometimes? Uh, well, I, I, I literally live and work in like uh, a quarter mile from each other. But sometimes when I'm driving on long distances, I try my Brad impression out. Hey, it's me. Yeah. Well, first of all, you got to get the I quote can... correct. It's, hey, that's me. Okay. Well, hey, yeah, that's so me. Off to a bad start. <laughs> and, uh, hey, so that's I me. I like out that. That Ben didn't give you like any identifier. He just said that you're there. <laughs> I was gonna tell him that he was an Xbox 360 remote, but that... I wouldn't know what that means. <laughs> Ooh, that, that's, that's just mean. That's just mean. I, and I wouldn't even know it's a burn because I know nothing about video games. Uh, can I be the my, the, my, old, the my old Magnavox tube TV remote, Nate Laux? What about the original like Nintendo one with the two buttons? There and you the, go. The, I'm, I'm pretty a controller. I'm a basic. You're a person. controller. Hey, if you can't tell by now, uh, we're recording this episode with uh, Nate and Ben in one room, and Brad across the nation, the way we like it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, auditioning for Medieval Times in Denver, Colorado. So, <laughs> which night are you going here. for? Yeah, which night? Which night? I want Thursdays. I knew you were going to do that, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Hey, uh, Brad, yeah. uh, do, the, do the people know what this podcast is? You know, I, I I think we've told them a couple times, but in case they don't know, uh, it's a movie podcast where we talk about the latest movies that we've seen, talk about some movie trailers, some general cinematic shenanigans. Sometimes we talk about TV shows. Today's going to be one of those instances, and and we just like to have a laugh or two, you know, just just like a little a little chuckle Rooney. Nate, uh, you you asked if we could turn this into a, a TV podcast. Yeah, and you guys blew up on me. No, I, it was a joke. And then what happened, Ben? You said, oh, I didn't see that you texted this thing earlier. Yeah. And you exploded. I didn't. I did, on first me. of all, you deserved it. But I didn't. I did also, I didn't explode. I just said no. You were like, so we're, mad. We're you already. Were so he, did type, he, he did type it in all caps. Yeah. I just typed no in all caps. Yeah, exactly. In, exactly. Exactly. Okay. It's not, it's not that big it's of a deal. Very time. emphatic. Okay. Well, we're but not. No, a TV we we have occasionally. But we have occasionally dabbled in TV shows that like have some cinematic ties or you know are directly tied to movies that we've seen. Some it's usually Marvel, usually Star Wars, yeah. uh, sometimes sometimes Stranger Things, um, and but, we do have one of those today. And then one we decided we want to talk about just because it involves someone that we really like and it has some promising uh, people in it as well. And so we're, we we just want to talk about it. I'm put, I'm, I'm, um, I want to push back against here, all right? Because I want to defend myself here <laughs> in this text thread that I I got I got. Hey Ben, what's the last movie you saw? No. This is one of those times where I'm like, th- you know, in that text message thread, uh, Nate, you, one of the things was we're already bloated and long, okay, and I so I, we don't have time for this kind don't of stuff. Tell me, I'm yeah, bloated. Yes, yeah, so, right? sorry, we can't. I've been down trying to lose this COVID weight Nate. for a long time. All right, uh, but here's the thing: um, you, you say we're not a television podcast, right? And we're not. We're a comedy podcast. We're a, a no, we're a films. movie podcast. Okay, but no, listen, it's my turn to talk, sir. Okay, sir, sir. 
Um, Good day, sir. <laughs> but here's the thing is, th- there is now, m- more than ever, a blurring line between some of the highest production TV shows and film. And so when trailers come out that are, you know, for these epic 75 to $100 million an episode type of shows... It is. It is just. I think as grandiose as a film. It's just not watching the theater, Brad. But so are very few films anymore. Brad. So I think when a Lord of the Rings type of trailer comes out, or when when the Continental comes out, which we're going to talk about later, it is worth talking about because it is. It's grandiose. When, it is big. I agree. When isn't it that, has is, something is, to do is, with movies, isn't, isn't that what I just said? Isn't that what I just fucking no? Said? But what I'm saying is, I think you need to finally admit that we do that. It's not just occasionally. Like we have know, always admitted that we do that, but it, but it is occasionally because. But then we're a film a and television podcast. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're a film hey, podcast. I, I, that occasionally okay, talks about I will TV rest shows. my case after this. How okay, many? Do me a favor. No, rest stop, your case, uh, no, period. stop it. You Go stop. To sleep. I, I don't. I'm tired of hearing you. Um, Go to sleep. Listen, Go he can sleep. he can mute you, Brad. I, I literally, he can right literally now. mute you. Um, but hey, Ben. Go yeah. How many of the trailers we watched today for today are television shows? Two out of the three. The, well, that's proven. one episode. Judge, that's I rest my case. I win. I I will agree that yeah. I I do think that the that we're talking about the Continental, and that is very very something that normally we would do because it is very much related to, of course, the John Wick you know movie but, series. But what about what about the, the other, other one? Isn't I? But I do kind of agree because there's a very famous actor that is semi-retired that's kind of making a comeback and i i like that and also and Nate, Nate, let me just say you would make a great lawyer because all of the best lawyers hinge their case on one small outlier of evidence well yeah i mean that's how that i mean the, I mean, the glove the, the, for yeah, johnny cochran exactly. that really works. won the case that's why you do yeah, that, that, that one, one outline was one part of evidence that's, that's actually that, works that's, actually that's not an outlier that's not an outlier that's a legitimate piece of evidence you jagweed but, but it's one small thing that won the case and it's small because it didn't put his hand but it's it's not I just a, think oh. I think we need to honor how how television has changed and evolved over the years, also, like and not be that afraid joke. of saying that this is also a television podcast for the certain type of television show. Okay, I'm, I, will never, I will never. I will never agree that this is. Yeah, a Yeah, but television. you don't agree this is a comedy podcast. It's this is a movie podcast. that's funny. Hey, Brad, is it a comedy podcast? <laughs> No, it's a movie podcast. It's funny. Uh, Thank you, Brad. <laughs> I miss you. By the way, but Brad argued, <laughs> if you remember right, a few months ago, but I think he was just trying to push your buttons. And yeah, it's extra. He, was. He, he, was. <laughs> he did He did argue it's a comedy podcast. I, yeah, I was so mad at you guys. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, hey, we, sponsors tonight are, uh, what are you drinking over there? Uh, Big American, what is that? Hazy Hearted IPA Hazy by Hearted Bell's. IPA and, uh, um, and then I got a peanut I'm double fisting it. I've also got a Big Hearted IPA. Okay, and Bailey's got a zombie dust. I've got some Jack Daniels and Diet Coke. And Brad, what do you got over there in Colorado? Do they have beer in Colorado? Yeah, uh, let me ask. Let me ask you something, Ben. Okay. What, what's what's your favorite combination snack food? If this is if you if you just brought water again, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed. It's it's just no. He doesn't take this podcast seriously. Anymore. He doesn't, right? He's no. just forgotten the sponsor no. like you four know, times in a row. A uh, friend of the podcast, Charlie, has been contacting me almost every day, asking when are we going to get rid of Brad, and then ask him onto the podcast permanently. Brad, if this is water again, you're on you're on thin ice, and 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 frozen asked, frozen ice that will could be turned into the sponsor next week. Water. I asked what your favorite combination snack was. I mean, is that is that a way of asking me what my favorite combo is? Oh, do you like combos? It, I actually do like the pepperoni pizza combos. I haven't had a combo in years. Do you like the ones with the pretzel out outside? That's what combos are. No, they also make like a regular. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're cracker ones too. Stupid. Yeah, the crackers were the originals. Wait, I thought the pretzel one on the outside was the combo. Like, it's, yeah, no, they're, it's a pretzel two, shell two basically. 
know, there are two the different middle. kinds of com. There are two different kinds of combos. They are both the same shape, but yep. one is, has a pretzel outside. And that was like a huge a innovation outside. in the combo world. That was a huge innovation. <laughs> so yeah, pizza combos are my favorite, Brad. Yeah, the pepperoni pizza ones are very good. I will, I will give you that. But I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back and tell you that there's a better combo out there, and you're gonna need to get yourself somebody. Jordan uh, Pippen. Uh, the, the <laughs> <laughs> Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. <laughs> That's right. The Chicago Bulls are today. <laughs> no, no. It's uh, nacho cheese combos, my friend. Uh, and you're going to love these because they do have a, a pretzel shell and they have nacho cheese on the inside. Isn't and that they just are scrum diddly umptious. Is that new? Isn't that just combos? No, com- the, the cheese in the normal pretzel ones is a cheddar cheese. The nacho cheese uh, previously came out, but then it's been it's been gone for a while, and it just recently came back, and now, it is better than ever. I love, like, Nate and I just made eye contact, <laughs> and we we're just like, the, 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 the amount that you know about this Well, listeners to the podcast staggering. might not know that privately, Brad has very strong opinions on nacho cheese. Very strong opinions. <laughs> I, didn't no, know no, where, no. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> No, no, he is absolutely right. Because, <laughs> I've heard these strong because, opinions. He's because strong AMC opinions. theaters, AMC <laughs> okay, theaters, all right. They have a new nacho cheese oh, in our region. God. It smells and tastes like feet. It's not the old Tostitos nacho cheese that it used to be, and it is disappointing, my friends. <laughs> finally, finally, you get to say somebody it. says it. Finally, I I will have you know. I reached He's out so to AMC Theater. Oh, shut up! I'm not. I'm not. Getting, I, no, no. I'm not no, lying to you. He has strong opinions because, about nacho cheese. Because I no, I wanted to find out if this was something that they did like across the board at the entire chain. <laughs> did you hear what he said? Out, he wrote them. I know. He got because a hold of them. Gonna, I was going to write about this at Slash Room because as like a, a concession <laughs> snack, as like a, as like a concession snack thing, and like and last I, I found AMC. Out, I, f- I found out that they have uh, different cheeses in different regions, and it varies based on like the availability or like what's They're in like, the area. They're like, you know, you know what Indiana eats? Feet cheese. <laughs> <You know laughs> yeah, what? they could. They, Those poor people don't give a shit. Me. They couldn't tell me like how far, like what, what, where the I bet Wisconsin has as far good as, like, where they have different cheese and stuff like that. But yeah, if you go to Wisconsin and you don't get good cheese at your theater, you'd be, I'd be pretty pissed. I bet, I bet Brad. I'm not, would, I'm not Brad sure would, Wisconsin is good with nacho cheese though. They're probably good with like cheddar cheese and stuff like that. But I'll bet I'll, they're not. I take cheddar though. I take a, I take a cheddar. I love good cheddar. What's your, what's your favorite like just non-squeezy cheese? Like I don't want like no. Brad doesn't cheese. eat non-squeezy. Like cheese, what, like what, what, like if you're having a sandwich, you get like I like Gouda. Oh yeah, I love I love a, I love a good Gouda cheese on a deli sandwich. Yeah, welcome uh, to Sandwich Corner. Yeah, welcome welcome to deli even into it. Oh boy, I am, I'm a, I am <laughs> kind of partial to a sharp white cheddar. Take it or deli uh, it. That is really good. <laughs> All right, nacho cheese combos. Yeah, nacho cheese combos. Go, just look for them in convenience stores and wherever you get your combos. Wherever you combo combos are a road trip snack. <laughs> Are they? They really yeah, are. That, when, yeah, I, when, I the, road trip. when I go on a in a in a trip uh, on a trip in the, in the car and I and I'm loading up, I will normally get like a Reese's peanut butter cup, and I will get like a is beef, that the only time you eat a Reese's beef, peanut butter? No, cup? No, no, I, I eat them a lot. <laughs> but Reese's peanut butter cup, beef jerky. Oh, and and a uh, how does your uh, stomach handle and combos? Oh, yeah, I'm a big. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big old fatty, so that's fine. <laughs> no, but don't you have to like you know like visit no, the restroom nope. a couple times on the I way? got an iron constant. Hey, you know what? Sometimes sneak combos into a movie theater and just feel good about yourself. No, I don't like to cheat. I don't either. That it's bothers not, me. It's not, it's not cheating. Bothers me. It is cheating. You're not supporting the theater. You it's how they make the, their money. You, you are the, such, Oh, my God. Uh, you're, you're I can't believe hypocrite. you do this. Like you, you literally are such a, like, people need to go to the movie theater. How do you think they're making the freaking money is off the, 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 the cheese that you won't buy anymore? 
I'm still buying a drink. I have an AMC I'm sub still subscription. buying a drink. That's your excuse? That, yeah, it's 100% my excuse. And, and unless AMC Theaters wants to up the quality of the theatrical experience, they can suck a fat one. <laughs> what, what came first, though? The, the denigration of the... Yeah. What came first? Why do you the, think the they can't... Or the, the terrible what, cinematic why experience? Why do you think they can't afford to upgrade, Mr. I bring my own cup and refill it I, every I'm time br- I go I in? Bring, I bring my own uh, 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 warm milk <laughs> into the theater for Thor. It is... It is never Did warm. He really? And they, yes. And if they you brought no, milk, we brought talked milk. about this. Who brings milk? We talked about this. We talked about this already on the podcast. You know this. Anyway, the point is, if you <laughs> had milk, you know what? You know what? Listener, have this problem. You know what, listener? If you want to know the milk story, you go back and you find where we talked about it. Okay, I don't have time yeah. to get back into this. And also, if you don't want me to do that, have milk at the theater. Oh, no. Warm milk. No. Warm, you know what? Do you want some yogurt, too? Or like oh. some cottage cheese? Oh, now, now you're talking. No. Ben, see, Ben would eat like, a whole bucket of cottage cheese at the movie theater. I Are would. you kidding I me? I love cottage cheese so much. Oh, it's so my disgusting. favorite food. So disgusting. Any fucking way. This is a movie podcast. Nate, what's the last movie you saw? I uh, saw a couple movies. Let me get in before I get to uh, the assigned movie. I rewatched um, uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods, which is you can rent now. Uh, my kids wanted. Wow, to watch you already it. rewatched it, huh? You saw it twice now. I, I did. I saw it in the theater, and then I my kids wanted to watch it, so we we rented. I haven't it. even seen it once yet. Uh, I also saw sixty five. Me too. Oh, nice. I didn't like it. Did you like it? Uh, uh, I went in with high expectations. So go go ahead. Why uh, would you go in with high expectations? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and explain. Okay, listeners of this podcast, Brad, will know that we talked a lot about these trailers, and we were very excited about we this film. And so I went in, and I didn't, honestly, I, I saw that it wasn't getting great reviews. Oh, but... you know what? He didn't He didn't listen to the episode that he wasn't on where I talked about seeing 65. Oh, I did not. And... No, I did not. If I'm yeah, not on see, the podcast, that... there's not much reason to listen. Wow. Um, but um, I, I re-listened to every episode I'm on. By the way, I just, just want to point this out. I've never missed an episode. You got, You have both missed an episode. I've never missed one. Uh, that's not true. Well, that's because we need no, your I've house. Always been. Hey, we do record show. at your house. <laughs> kind of awkward. Though I do know how to get in here without him. So um, what? <laughs> but uh, no, no. what? I, 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 did, I didn't love sixty-five. I so, did. I, I thought it was just. It it didn't it didn't grab me. There was never a moment where it just grabbed me. It it, it had a lot of good parts to it. Uh, like of course you know some good acting and stuff like this. But it wasn't like a cohesive story for me. Um, so I didn't love it. Did you like it? We decided that the score took us out of the film. Oh, the score. And oh, weird. It was yeah. so strange because we actually paused it at one point and said, like, wouldn't it be awesome if this scene was allowed to develop with all this in, without this insane melodramatic music and tension building with this stupid score? It, it's from the writers of The Quiet Place, right? A Quiet a Place? A Quiet Place, but yeah. And they just they forgot that they can use ambient noise and silence to build tension every single scene in this film is full of music and it's overbearing and not great see to me i didn't i didn't mind that because it felt different from a quiet place because a quiet place does you know do that a lot and i think that they probably did this intentionally because they wanted to have a more of an old school adventure movie where the score is present all the time and doing some of the emotional heavy lifting and like giving you stuff where you're you're not necessarily feeling it, you know, in the scene, but the music helps develop that. Yeah, so it, I actually like that. No, it was so heavy-handed though. Like it, I get it that you can have a score raise tension and do things, but it was like blaring horns and shit. I'm like, fuck, man! Like it's almost louder than the dino roar. Like what are we doing here? It was just it just really took us out of it. 
But overall, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind that. It was, uh, uh, we liked, of course, I yep. love Adam Driver. The yep. kid actor was fine. Um, the, so, did you like it though, Brad? I, I, sorry, I didn't listen to it. No, no, I, I did honestly. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to be this groundbreaking thing, and I liked it for what it was because it feels kind of, it felt like, you know, uh, an old school kind of survival adventure thrill, and I liked that it was. Uh, they didn't really push this, and I almost wish that they would have. Because I feel like they could have gotten some families in to see it, like the same families that took their kids to see Jurassic Park, you know, in 1993. Um, like those kinds of families with kids who are, you know, maybe flirting with some like scarier PG-13 material, but not ready for, you know, big monsters or anything yet. Because the di- dinosaurs in here are, are kind of scary and stuff like that, but it's not anything worse than Jurassic Park. And so for me, it felt like a cool family adventure that I would have loved if I was, you know, 11 or 12. And I want to point out that I did not hate this movie whatsoever. We still really enjoyed it. I just think it would have been way better if they would have done a little bit uh, different things with with the score. There's some, I I think there were improvements to be made in the story. There are some logical choices that didn't quite make sense to me um, and and things like that. It just didn't emotionally resonate with me as much. You know, they move on pretty quick from the beginning to of, you know, the Adam Driver beginning kind of story. They move that on that pretty quick. So you don't really connect to Adam Driver right away. I mean, he's no, he's doing nothing wrong. He's he's living out the script they write for him. We did notice that, though, that for a guy that has had kids, has kid, whatever, family mm-hmm. guy, to like kind of just be like, yeah, we got to go. Yeah, It was yeah. like, okay, well, you really are definitely not the same person I just well, I think, saw. Well, well, that's the kind of that's like the idea, though, is that his daughter has died and now he feels disconnected and, you know, doesn't have that. Like he has to have reconnect like and feel that empathy and like that, those feelings again. Because but he's there wasn't off. what I'm saying is there wasn't enough buildup to show that necessarily. They they were really quick to get to the point, as Nate said. Yeah. And I feel like they could have drawn yep. that part of it out a little bit more. And Give made me another it, five to ten minutes of that at the beginning and, and show the devastation yep, exactly. and how he changed I think, before he got I think to, that changes the film a little bit for me. I um, want to uh, if you see how devastated he is and how how he has changed. Yep. before he goes on this trip exactly then. exactly and then and then you care a little but bit for me more I feel, for, for me i think that that's something that they wanted to do gradually though the same way that she realizes gradually like learns more about him as, as she's connecting with him and sees what he's like as he starts to open up and realizing what he's been through and that kind of thing and so i feel like if you do it way at the beginning then you're then you're, you're shoving it in people's faces too much be like hey feel something for this guy yeah i, I think i think you can i think they could have aired a little more on that side though i just a little more give me a little more of him um a little more of that story a little more emotional connection and i think i would have bought because it just kind of goes in then right it goes into the uh the the dinosaurs and the scary parts kind of a little bit more um pretty quickly i didn't hate it i I didn't hate it i I, I didn't hate it i love it i remember i went in really with high expectations like i said because we did love the trailers brad you might not remember that but we love the trailers Um, no no, i do remember that I also watched another film, guys. Would you watch? I was assigned a film uh, called Good Night and Good Luck. A, did you assign this to me? No, it was Brad, but I've seen it and I love it. Uh, Brad assigned this to me, and uh, I do love historical drama films. This is right up my alley. Uh, the only thing is, is, it's in black and white, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a bad thing what? for this film. <laughs> so this, uh, I film, need more color. This film was uh, directed by George Clooney, and um, it, it it's the story of, Edward R. Murrow, if you've never, if you're familiar with journalism and everything, you're going to be familiar with him. Um, and the fight again, kind of against the Red Scare and Joseph McCarthy. Um, it, it is actually somewhat, I don't know how recently you guys have watched this, but it's a little bit relevant now in that we don't really have an Edward R. Murrow. Um, so Edward R. Murrow was really, and I, I, of course, watched it and then I had to like do Google. a deep dive. Yeah. Um, 
And one of the things that always that interests me is I was watching some clips of the real Edward Armour. And, you know, in the in the film, they, they, they do this, right? He's always smoking a cigarette. Right. Uh, he dies of lung cancer at like 57. It, it, no shock, right? He, I guess, apparently smoked three to four packs a day. Jesus. Um, he he could he could not ha- not have his like apparently if he went more than I guess fifteen minutes without a cigarette in his hand he just started getting shakes. Wow. Um, but what was interesting is so you go back and if you YouTube Edward R. Murrow clips or something you'll see him and they don't really show the cigarette you just see the smoke in sure. the, like coming through and I just thought that was really interesting because here's a you know probably the you know, on the Mount Rushmore of American journalism and the impact that uh, a journalist has had on uh, America's democracy. And even, I would even argue the evolution of us as a country. But, you know, again, when you compare it to where we're at as a country right now, and we're recording this on the date that uh, uh, the Dominion lawsuit uh, got settled with Fox News, I was kind of hoping for a loss or the actual jury trial because there was going to be a lot of discovery there, I think would have been important. But how media can influence in, how media in, does influence. Yeah, but 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 can choose to influence in whatever way it wants. Right. And so when you have somebody that's fighting for, I think, truth, truth. and justice and like the right things, you have an Edward R. Murrow and the country needs that. And and so when I watched this, I Loved it. Great film. Well done. Ensemble cast. George Clooney directs the, the hell out of this. It's really good. But I, I kind of got sad because I thought, we don't have that right now. Um, and we, yeah. more than ever, we need that right now. Like, we need, because I'm not saying, I'm not going to be overly emotional to say, oh, there's a McCarthyism coming out. Th- there's not necessarily, but there are slices of it. There are, there are factions of it. And if given a chance, and if not pushed against, there would be right now uh, versus groups of people. Let me finish with this real, real quick. It's a great film, but also I think, even though it's almost 20 years old, remarkably still relevant today. Go ahead, Brad. No, and that that's to me is like one of the best things about this movie because uh, this movie was also relevant around the time it came out, despite covering this history that happened, you know, decades ago. Uh, it came out in 2005, uh, a few years like Iraq after war kind of 90- time? Or... Uh, well, after nine eleven, okay. uh, and and so and yes, the, the Iraq War, yeah, yeah, and you you but you basically have you know similar to the Red Scare, you have the Patriot Act, and you have all these people, yep. you know, pushing you and like seeing you know, are you a true American? Yeah. Are you a real American? These kinds of things, and you have you know this government pushing and invading people's privacy and like all this stuff, and so this is was like really a proxy for like showing us, look, this has happened before and it's happening again. Like, you know, and unless you do something about it, unless there's somebody that like stands up to this, then like, you know, we're heading towards another red scare basically. Because Americans by and large um, don't know how to control our emotions, right? Do you remember and, yeah. and do you remember back then, you know, uh the Dixie chicks or something say, <laughs> you know, we're ashamed that the president, you know, I think they're in England or something. Uh, the, the Dixie Chicks in a concert say, we're ashamed that the president of the United States and comes from our state. they got canceled. They I, really did. They I mean, lost oh, everything. Word. Yeah. Breaking CDs and I threatening their lives. And like, you know. It was incredible, the backlash that they received Just for that. unbelievable stuff, right? And and they were accused of not loving America and not being patriots because all they said was, we don't stand for this war and we're embarrassed that the president is from our state. Right. Right, <laughs> it just like you said, Brad. It, it was relevant then. And now well. you got transgender cans on the Bud Light. 
<laughs> and and my 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 he was never a white rapper. He was always a conservative rocker, kid rock. He's doing the right thing by those Anheuser bitches, and he's fucking telling it how it is with his AR seventeen. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> I I highly recommend you watch it though. Uh, good night and good luck. You almost probably everyone's watched it, but um, I had not, and I'm glad of- I did watch it. One of my favorite uh, tidbits about this movie, because I, I learned a lot about this movie because I, I loved it at the time. And when I was in college, we had a class that was focusing on uh, post 9-11 uh, cinema because there were a lot of movies that came out in the, the mid uh, to late 2000s uh, that were about the aftermath of 9-11 and World patriotism Trade and, Center. And the, the Iraq war and, and all this stuff. Um, and it wasn't always stuff that was directly tied to 9-11. It was stuff that was just about the military and the government and things like that. Um, and so this, I did a whole, um, we, in the class I was in, we were able to pick a movie that we wanted to present to the class and like lead the discussion uh, on it. And I chose this one. And so like, I, I did a bunch of research about it and everything. One of my favorite details about this movie is uh, Clooney talks about how they originally thought about um, having an actor come in to play Joseph McCarthy. And they didn't mention any of the names that they tested or anything like that, but they said that every every one that they tried to use to do the part, like to audition for it or anything like that, it felt like when they were reading the lines, and it was this was the exact stuff that Joseph McCarthy said, that it felt too exaggerated and too embellished. Not because they weren't performing it very well, but because people probably just wouldn't believe that this was what he said because it sounds so ridiculous. And so that's why they decided every time Joseph McCarthy appears on screen, they use the actual archive footage mm-hmm. of Joseph McCarthy throughout the movie. And it's, a, it was a smart decision by them because of that. Like you, you, you need to see the real history to understand the gravity of the movie. So, yeah. um, and, and it goes out saying that David Strathairn is just incredible as Edward R. Murrow as well. Yeah. And an actor that we talk about, we've not talked about him, but we talk about this type of actor that just always chews up the scene when they're in, you might not know their name kind of, you know, and, and yeah, just I, I didn't so know that was what, it, what his name was, by the way. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't either. I, but I'd recognized him. I've seen him in so many things and I love him every time I see him. But you know he's gonna if, have. If, this... you if you don't know who he is, he's the guy who says, "Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne." Yeah, <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> but he's a guy that's gonna you know live and die an incredible career. But I don't think a lot of people will know his name yeah. as much. I mean, obviously, you know, film buffs will. But like you know, yeah, but... David Truthron. What is it? <laughs> David Strathairn. Yeah, I knew that. Sure, you did. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Anything else? Buddy? Uh, nope, that's all I watched. Brad, how about you? Uh, I so I, I Nate I owe you an apology because I intended to watch Finch oh. today in the time between work and my thing, but I got, got caught up caught, talking to Britney's family. I even here. gave you a film um, that you said you wanted to watch. I I know, and I do want to watch it, and I will make sure I watch it before the next one. Uh, but so I didn't get a chance to watch that. But Ben, you'll be happy to know I did watch He Got Game on my flight out here. I mean, that was your assignment. I know, and so I'm letting you know that I I did. Wait, it, you Nate. watched that on a flight? No, no, I watched it while I was bicycling across the country. No, no, like I was just clarifying. Like you watched the R-rated movie. He got game. Are you on, saying like, there's your scenes in there? That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Were there were there kids around you? So thankfully, I was in the back of the plane, and nobody could see because there are some boobies. <laughs> I was going to say there's some pretty aggressive stuff going on there. Brad watched it yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is a blanket up over your head. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It is. It is only quick flashes though. Like there, um, it's definitely graphic, but there's not. Uh, it's not, not gratuitous, like yeah, 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 it's not extended. 
But that, yeah, yeah. So we, it, it was it wasn't too, too much of a big. We thing. showed uh, so we do this event in Laporte called Inappropriate Trivia, uh, and we do it. We've done it for charity for years and years now. And I showed the threesome scene on the projector in the Civic Auditorium in front of like seven hundred people, and in that scene it's jesus shuttlesworth is in bed with two uh bimboy looking girls and they are definitely having sex and there's boobies everywhere and then a guy walks in and the question was who is that ex nba player that was the question i asked do you know that name brad yeah of course i do because it's like it's i i was watching the nba during this time when he was actually famous so it's it's ray allen he's the one who plays the main character in this jesus shuttleworth um, and he uh, stars in this movie as he's basically the number one prospect uh, out of high school to be uh, drafted to college basketball. There's NBA prospects who want him. Everyone wants a piece of him. Everyone wants to know where he where he's going. Uh, and he's kind of just you know over it. You know uh, he just wants to play and he's sick of it. Meanwhile, Denzel Washington plays his father who is in jail, uh, and he's given the chance to strike a deal to get out early if he can convince uh, Jesus, who is his son to go play for a big state uh, university uh, because the uh, the mayor or the governor is a big, big state fan and wants him to go there. And if he can get him on the, to sign a letter of intent, then he'll let Denzel out of prison early. And he's supposed to be in prison for like another 15 years or something like that. So the movie is like about him trying to reconnect with his son, also trying to convince him uh, about this. But like, you know, even in a larger thing, you know, it's about like the position that, you know, these black athletes are, are put in uh, and just, you know, the, the, the system around it and how it just turns it into, you know, this big circus essentially. Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, this is an awesome movie. This is exactly the kind of sports movie that I, I like. If you don't know, it's directed by uh, Spike Lee. It is a Spike Lee joint and uh, it's just, it's a great movie. I, I really like the performances are great. It's uh, I, I can't say, you know, enough, enough good things about it. I, I liked it a lot. So back to my original question though, uh, the answer is not Ray Allen. Who, who is the NBA player that walks in on them having the threesome? That was the question I asked in the trivia. That walks in on them having the threesome. Yeah, he's a, an ex NBA player. He walks in and he, they're having the threesome, and he like comes in and just like that's how the scene ends, where he just walks in and goes, "Oh," and then he can interrupts him. His name. Oh, was, I don't his name is, was, is it like Rick Fox? Rick Fox. Yes. There you go. Nicely oh. done, Nate. I knew he Wait was. Minute, act, is, I knew he was in it, that. Rick Fox has been in a lot of stuff. Though. Yeah, yeah, he, no, he he's he, got an acting. He career. actually had a bit of a re- an acting yeah. career. Yeah, so he, okay, this is why I was confused. He doesn't walk in on them at the threesome. He's the one who takes Ray Allen into the threesome. Like, gotcha. So like he's he, he goes to the unit. Uh, it's um, leads it's Tech them, U that he's at. He leads. And he's the one who's trying to convince him to go to the school. So he leads Ray Allen's character into the threesome. Yeah, and, and then says, he leaves him to there. You yeah, go. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember we showed that scene of him walking, and then the whole threesome scene happens, and then of course the question was, at the, yeah, it was at the beginning of this scene, <laughs> who was the gentleman that. <laughs> introduces you know ray allen to these uh, nice ladies and the answer is rick fox so yeah um but yeah great great movie a good good pick yeah ben. really really uh solid i remember watching that when it first came out and and absolutely loving it what the else one thing i will say oh, go ahead. is uh ray allen maybe not the best actor but he got the job done <laughs> again i i i do like that they chose a real basketball player though um obviously there were there are a lot of different uh, uh, NBA players you could have chosen. I don't know why exactly they went with Ray Allen, but you know, back when they did blue chips, you had Penny Hardaway, you had Shaq. You know, yeah, they did a pretty good yeah. job. Who, who would you say? And we we got this, but who would you say is a current or former basketball professional basketball player who is the best actor that you've seen? Wow. Um, 
I mean, Rick Fox. Rick Fox is, is really, really good. good. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a he, very he's good been, actor. He's he's been in stuff where he doesn't play a basketball player, and he's he's a good actor. Um, I mean, LeBron's you know, not bad in the comedies. Uh, you know, he he still has a little bit of stilted delivery. Boban in John Wick Three, very good. <laughs> okay, sure. You remember him at the beginning <laughs> of the library? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what about John? I mean, what uh, was it? Was it? Uh, John Sally in the uh, Bad Boys films. No, John Sally is a comedian now as well. So like, oh, he, he does. He does comedy. So he he hosted a show on, uh, I think, Fox Sports One, where he was a talking head, and he became a very big personality. And so John Sally has comedic chops for sure. Yeah, uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. He was yeah. great. Yeah, great in airplane. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like if, if, there, if anybody else has really done any dramatic. I mean, I don't know work, if you you know if you've seen. Uh, there's a film. From the mid nineties called Space Jam, yeah, but Michael yeah, Jordan yeah, no, was not it. not good, not 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 great. <laughs> I would say I would say that Charles Barkley was a better actor in that film than Michael Jordan. Some uh, of the basketball players in uh, in Eddie were actually pretty good for the, when they were playing themselves. That would be Goldberg movie. Yeah, for sure. I would agree that you know what, like LeBron James and Tra- and Trainwreck was really good. Yeah, like George that- Murasan and My Giant. Oh. <laughs> I've told you this before on this podcast. It's Jorge Murasan. <laughs> He's Romanian, Brad. Get it right. Um, yes, George Murison. Wasn't Dennis Rodman in a couple films in the nineties? He was. Uh, yeah, he, he was, was in Double uh, Team with John Claude Van Tam. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. Shaq. Me and, uh, cool. uh, ben, me and Ben's brother Alex used to like to watch that movie quite a bit. Man, it was, you can't go wrong with some JD JVCD. What do John Claude JCVD? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, CBD oils. <laughs> that's how he did the splits. He had the oiled joints. That's all I did, yeah. And so that's uh, that's pretty much that's it for my movies. Uh, I haven't been been doing a lot of movies since we last recorded, so I gotta I gotta do some catching up. Benny boy, that's all you... right, man. I came I came out swinging this week, boys. Yeah, you you watched I watched four. Did movies. you watch one film? I watched four films. Did you watch two films? I watched four films. Did you watched three films. I mean, I'm gonna let you answer a question here. Ben, did you watch four films? <laughs> four films. <laughs> so I watched uh, to run through them. I watched sixty five. We already went over that. I watched How to Train Your Dragon three. You, you're you're the in, hidden, you're the hidden world. The hidden world. I yeah, really wanted think? to finish. I what'd, loved it. It's great. It's a great series. Great isn't series. It? So glad I watched it. Um, oh, did you get sad? Of course. Yeah, I got sad that one. Yeah. Um, also, I had to look up the who played the villain in that because it's one of those actors again that I I was like oh I, I can't place the 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 name. He was he's the guy that was in um, another character. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Another character actor that does a Grand lot of Budapest g- Hotel and. Uh, Amadeus, uh, but I don't remember his name. Uh, shit. He doesn't like to prepare for the podcast. Uh, Dom DeLuise. His na- <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not Dom DeLuise. <laughs> his, his name is F. Murray Abraham. There we go. Coincidentally uh, enough, he just got canceled. Today. I was just going to say, <laughs> oh, no way. I don't think we could talk about him anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. Yeah. Today? Well, yeah, I think yesterday, he, but so, yeah. Well, I, oh, I guess no. well, technically, yeah, t- technically a little while ago because he um, he left season three of the Apple TV Plus series Mythic Quest, and today it was like reported that it was because of sexual uh, misconduct allegations. Whoa. And the dude's eighty three. It's time, dude. Yeah, keep it in the pants. Wait, he he recently had sexual allegations against him, or is this like stuff from Amadeus? Yeah, no, like White Lotus. No, no, like, no, yeah, like, no. Yeah, like like what like. White Lotus. Yeah, I mean, this is stuff that happened recently. Then it's it's why he was removed from a show with a season that is not come out yet. <laughs> Good at eighty three, he's touching 
vaginas and stuff? Like, what's happening? I mean, I don't here? know if he's touching vaginas, but he, he's yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Women feel uncomfortable. Definitely reaching for him. I mean, he's certainly making women feel uncomfortable. Good lord, what things. the fuck is wrong with people? To the point where, like, they didn't want him on set. Clearly, fuck yep. that guy. Yep. Well, now I'm glad yep. that he lost in the movie. There you go. Also, I did read today that uh, it is official. Jonathan Majors is 100 percent canceled. Uh, well, it's it's definitely <laughs> head, heading that way because he his got, PR got firm dropped him. His, his I know, management dropped I him. Know. He's done. I if, don't know. If though. Got, like, oh, these got, are major firms that have just parted ways. I mean, he's done. He, he it's a big investment for Marvel. I don't care. It's done. It's too much. I 100 yeah, I, I, I I agree. And I, I, based on what we've heard, I think right should be. I'm just saying it is. Some people make it through these things, and if there's one that I think would make it through it, it'd be him. In that, he's got a lot invested into him. So, sure, but I, uh, I, I, I 100% agree. I'm not defending him at all. No, no, I, and I get that. Um, I just, I hope that he's canceled. But you're right. It's, and if, it's, yeah, I the, feel like we're just waiting for, for Marvel to the, be like, yeah, the sorry, dominoes be seem this, to I, be, but he's, you know, they've got Loki season two coming out right now, uh, real, real soon here. He's a huge yeah, part he, of and that. He, and he finished that. Yeah, that. so I think, uh, that's something I, you can still you can still cancel a guy and say, and, and then release a statement saying we're gonna release the series because we didn't know about any of this and you 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 still put it out there. Right? I know, but it's it's hard oh, to, for sure for sure. It's hard to yeah, you do that, but also you know there's gonna be a lot of people that don't watch it just because he's in there, and so it's gonna be a. I think huge... I think they're trying to figure out how to handle it and what to do. I think that they will end up recasting him, and my bet I will um, I think what's gonna happen is when they do recast him. They will do a credit scene or like sometime when you first see the new whoever the new Kang is in Kang Dynasty, they'll have some kind of line where he says my like my previous, you know, iterations were were weak and like, you know, says yeah, like they this did is, that. They, and they do I mean, the it's the multiverse, they can do whatever well, they and want. And they right? also do when people yeah. die. Like they did it with the Oracle yeah. in yeah. the Matrix. Yeah. They wrote a line in there. Um, they yeah. re- speaking of uh, uh, other canceled people, they recast uh, TJ Miller's voice in the third one. He wasn't in How to Train Your Dragon 3. Oh, he was in the first two, and then he wasn't in the third one because he was going through all that sexual allegations and stuff. Is he is he still canceled or no? Is he He has no upcoming projects. I just looked it up last night because I was watching that. Yeah, I was like, he, oh, I wonder. He's still he's still he's still doing touring he's for comedy fucking, and stuff. But... He's a weird fucking guy. Do people go? Yes. Probably with him and Chris D'Elia, like on the same <laughs> ticket. <laughs> like opening for Louis C.K. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, um, the Uncle Touchy tour. Exactly, <laughs> the Uncle Touchy tour. <laughs> uh, what else? What is the other one? Yeah, there's another one you watch too. Uh, Lincoln, How to Turn Your Dragon, and sixty-five. 65. And I watched. What was the movie you sent me? Yeah, Nate. So long ago, I don't remember. I'm not joking. Like, why am I spacing? Oh no. Brad, I think it was you. It was a uh, um, crazy, stupid love. No, it was me. I gave you that. Oh, yeah. oh no, that's Nate. That's Nate. Yeah. So, but Brad uh, loves this film as well. So yeah, I do. Uh, it's great. It's it's, it's great. one of my favorite rom coms in the last probably ten years. And yep. I'm not even going to call it really even a strong rom com. It's it's more like of a, a buddy movie. It's a comedy. Yeah, you know, like it really is. It's certainly a romance. Element, oh, but for yeah. sure. But I I don't look at this as like no. you know a normal rom com. Uh, exactly. It doesn't. Def- it doesn't sit in that genre well, but there certainly yeah, it's elements. It's funnier than a rom com. It is, it's and there's more, of a more and there's rom. definitely more uh, of of the element of like the two guys having the relationship. You and they 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 are just a great pairing, aren't they? Oh, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Steve Carell could not have been you know, Ryan Gosling. I think you could have cast that a couple. I don't of know, man. Ways. That dude is just he's, so handsome. No, no, he's great. And honestly, but if you're if if you have an indelible person that could not be replacing this cast, it's Steve Carell. 
he plays that role so well. And he and he honestly, when he when he dresses in layers and is sweating his ass off, he looks good. You know, he he really does pull off this kind of the macho kind of look, and it worked for him. And I will shout out Steve Carell all day all day long because he is a great actor, and people don't always give him the props for being such a great actor. Oh, uh, if you do, if you have any questions, just go watch The Patient, the yeah. Apple TV show, and just uh, Foxcatcher. Holy too. fucking shit! Um, but uh, so, uh, um, the uh, the dinner for schmucks. I knew you were going to be. There. <laughs> uh, I will say so, spoiler talk. spoiler alert uh, in case you want to pause this or mute this for the next 30 seconds. Um, when uh, Emma Stone is revealed to be his daughter, um, I stood up <laughs> because I was like, it, I didn't see it. You got M. Night Shyamalan? I was going to I, I was gonna ask you if, if you did because yeah, you I, I didn't either and, yeah, I, and I loved it. I, I did too. I didn't either. So that, I saw it in the theater I, and I'm like, Stood up and I was like, "Wait a fucking minute, he's too young." And then I paused it. And I was like, "What? What am I missing here, Bailey?" And she goes, "Well, they call her Nana, like Anna Banana, and th- that leads you to believe that it's like a grandmother." And they never, and th- that's how they get yeah. away with it. And I'm like, "That's perfect. It's great writing. Yeah, it is. It, it really hides writing. it. Yep. If, if you look, the clues were there, but you don't pick up on it. I mean, it's really clever. I know there's a line in that trailer, of course, that Emma says, "Like, what are you photoshopped?" Yeah. Like that's a great line. They have such they when, have great chemistry and then, as well. I mean, even the bit players, like when he has to hang out with Marissa Tomei later, <laughs> yes. and she's like, "Fuck you!" It's so good. It's yeah. so good. So yeah, that is a ten out of ten uh, romantic comedy. It is fucking fantastic. I'm so you glad should, you liked it. Oh my god, I'm so happy yeah. you were signing to me. That was great. Yeah, and then I love it. Uh, last night, randomly, I just uh, I, I I threw on the Hangover. I haven't seen it probably in I haven't either. Five years, six years. How did it age? Um not not super great to just with the wording. The first the, the first first five minutes are a little Yeah, rough. <laughs> they they use the R word and the F word. Uh uh not not, not the not, not the four letter F word. Not the, fuck, the, the but uh, the gay F word. Um and they use it quite a bit. And honestly, I'm I'm a, I'm fine. I'm going to hell. Uh, uh but uh when they, they roll up and you know Bradley Cooper is yelling paging Dr. Fe- and he says, it, "I still laughed, and I'm going to hell. I get it. It's a it's a funny and, and now, thing to yell." And I, will say, I will say, and I will say this too. I don't think that it's something where if you're laughing at it, it's like it's condoning it. Because to me, what what and I I feel like that a lot of some comedy, not a lot of. I mean, I think I think in general, the entertainment world is probably scared of doing stuff like this uh, because there this argument w- was um, made a while back, and this isn't like the best uh like like a comedy to really like say what you we should critically loud this um but that movie i don't even remember what the title is what's that movie with kevin james and vince vaughn where they work for a car company kevin james or like the marketing guys oh that the intern no no that's not it that's vince vaughn and owen wilson what's it called yeah the, the dilemma oh the dilemma. They work- oh wait no isn't that yeah. the one where uh he he finds out that his wife's cheating on one of them yes yeah gotcha yeah. gotcha gotcha so so there was when the movie came out, there was some controversy because the Vince Vaughn's character says a line or something about like saying a Prius is like a gay car or something like that, uh, saying that it was homophobic and that kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, you're right. But that's the idea. Like they're using that to define the character. Like characters don't have to be perfect. Characters can say these things and they can be assholes for saying them. Like it can give you an idea of who they are. No, and and to me, fair. That line coming from Bradley Cooper makes him like seem like an asshole, and I'm sure at the time Todd Phillips thought, "Oh, this is just going to be hilarious," just because he says this. But I think in the context of the movie, even at the removed what we're like 15 years away from it now, like that kind of shows that Bradley Cooper's character is kind of an asshole. <laughs> it is and interesting the- though. In 14 years, 
I remember watching this at this time, and I, I, I didn't say the F word then or anything, or the R word at that point. My, my parents, my mom specifically, did not like those words. Um, but, but it oh, just, see, I, I, so, I, I said, I said, I said to my mom all the time. I was, say, I was just over here, but like, no, like, man, you, these F words are all over the place. And my dad like, was like, a boy. No, it was very what? like, it, you cannot say those words. You are a bad person if you do. Yeah. Uh, my mom too. And you still said them? Well, yeah. Cause I was like 13 and my friends uh, were like getting water with no ice. Yeah. I'm a rule follower, but here, here's the thing is, uh, it didn't bother me though. Like, like, it, like, because all my friends and like all the people around me, all the construction guys I knew, sure. right? I mean, th- those words just kind of flew. And it's interesting that just in that short short amount of time, I'm glad that we've gotten away not. with it. Yeah, uh, or, or away from. Sorry, that is staying in. Bitch. I'm glad we've gotten away from Freudian it, slip. motherfucker. Uh, Are no, you sure that's what you want to say? Because these days. I mean, there are so many different ways to show that a character is an asshole without resorting to those words and using it yeah. for a cheap laugh. And so I, I want to be very clear. I, I don't ever want to see Hollywood do that again. I get no, it no. For, for the time that it was, of course, the, things change all the time. And, and you know, colloquialisms and uh, vernacular changes. And I, I won't lie. The other line that should not be said anymore, but that I did laugh at is that uh, Zach Galifianakis' character mispronounces how to say the R word, so he he says <laughs> retard. Yeah, well, he's a retard, that. and the way that he does the inflection on it, it's funny. It really doesn't have anything to do with that word, though. It has to do well, with like it, it's a well, it, it's it, a very well, it does, but. it's a very common word that he should know how to say, and of course, yeah. you know, the comedy is in him mispronouncing the ex- word exactly, and, and it's unfortunate that, that but there's another word, word they probably could have used and still did and, that. And bit. so I feel like well, these and also days and also again, that's one it. that's one that fits that one that is one that also does fit for that character because he like has real hard problem recognizing social cues or knowing you know appropriate he's a guy that in say. his life you get the the feeling that he's probably been called that at some point sure <laughs> and and again this means that we are smart enough and and uh, uh, uh worldly enough now that we can come up with other ways to show these characters are are weird or bad without using those words it just it, it, it's a it's a bygone era but i will say paging dr it made me laugh and i'm going to hell so there you go all right, hey, it's time for trailer time. Brad, can you give us a song, please? We are here to talk about movie trailers. We're not here to talk about ship sailors. We're just here to talk about movies that we are excited to see. It's me and Ben and Nate. That's three. <laughs> Dude, that was like Eminem. That was like Eminem. Okay, that was like he had Eminem's in his mouth. <laughs> but Oh, I wish, I wish. We are not here to talk about ship sailors. <laughs> you go, you go, you go where the rhyme leads you. Hey, all right? I'll, you know what? Good for you, buddy. I couldn't have done that. Yeah. Hey, Ben, let's see you do some freestyle rap. Nope. Yeah, yeah. We're in. We're the three of us are in therapy about making him sing. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm about to head over to Eight Mile and get my <laughs> rap on. Uh, Detroit, Colorado, folks. <laughs> uh, so we talked about uh, we watched some trailers, and as we talked about before, a couple of them are for TV shows. But do the movie uh, first. So let's start, let's start off with the most TV trailer that oh. we did, and that's that's for a new Peacock series called Bupkis, uh, starring Pete Davidson, where he's basically uh, playing himself. Um, it's he's playing Pete Davidson. It's not necessarily entirely uh, accurate to his real life, but it is inspired by his real life. Um, has a a, a huge 
huge cast. But the one that uh, we are most excited about seeing this is uh, an actor who has basically been retired, except for recently being coaxed out by the one and only Martin Scorsese. Uh, and that is Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci yeah. uh, came came aboard to take a, a supporting role in this series. And uh, I, I could not be happier to uh, to see him, especially doing comedy again, because it has been obviously the Irishman is a drama. Uh, but having him do comedy again, oh. that's just something that I, I'm so excited about. That helps me understand the Irishman so much better now. <laughs> See, because I think I saw the scene where Robert De Niro beats up a guy, and I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> look at him. Like, look at really this. Got him. This would never him. happen. Oh, God. Uh, Joe Pesci yeah, is so, 80 years old. My gosh. Now, we're excited about this because, in case you don't know, we run uh, Saturday Night Live podcast where we review and recap new episodes of Saturday Night Live. Uh, Pete Davidson has been part of the cast for a while before he left last year, uh, and he'll actually be coming back to host uh, coming up on May 6th. So if you are interested in that, make sure you check out the 10 to 1 podcast, uh, our SNL podcast. Uh, but uh, this is a show that I'm, I'm very excited about because it looks funny. Uh, I do like Pete Davidson. And the the guest stars in this movie are unbelievable. Uh, series, we're talking series, Ray, series, Roma- series, Ray series. Romano, Brad, series, Charlie. What what I say? Movie. This big movie coming to the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, this series coming to Peacock. Uh, supporting cast guest guest stars include Ray Romano, Charlie Day, Keenan Thompson, John Stewart, J.J. Abrams, Paul Walter Hauser, Jane Curtin, Chris O'Donnell, John Mulaney, David Tell, Nathan Fillion. I mean, like it's it's crazy how Wait, you missed the also, Machine Gun you missed, Kelly. You missed the biggest one, Al Fucking Gore. Uh, that's not really a big one. He's done a lot of comedy. What? I mean, like that's this. huge. So, uh, you also yeah, missed that's fine, that's fine. Jadakiss. Jadakiss, yeah. Well, <laughs> I did forget Jadakiss. Oh, hey, you right. know, hey, do you know who's actually in this as well? This is interesting. Shane Gillis. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that is the one bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm really uh, excited about this as well. The interesting thing about Pete is obviously Pete admits to um, needing lots of therapy, lots of stuff. He's had a hard life. His dad died, you know, in 9/11. These kind of things, and um, and he's using so much of his story in this as well. But what I like about these types of series, series that make you laugh and cry in the same episode, and and I have a feeling it's going to do this in here uh, because I think this is you know the King of Staten Island, these kind of things. I think Pete understands that world pretty well. He he's not Bill Lawrence, but he understands the 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 emotional elements of needing to laugh because you're so sad. Um, I and also, so I I just really I can't wait for this. This looks so good. I appreciate Pete Davidson because uh, if you're gonna build a universe about a character or about anything, you you need to have them react in the real world, like how it would really go. And every time I watch uh, King of Staten Island or I watch now this trailer, it seems like he's everybody in the show is reacting how they really would react, right? And it's not played for necessarily. I mean, it's funny, but it's not. There's not set up joke, set up joke. It's just this is how people react, and that's what's funny about it. Pete Davidson seems to really get that, and b- seems to be able to build a world in which people are really reacting uh, like they they would it, it, just hanging out. And I I can watch that all day long. Joe Pesci's yeah. first television series in 37 years. In 37 years, yep. Twin Peaks. No, that I don't know what the last. Oh, one I don't is, know. But I'm just, that's I was guessing. But that is the it, actually. Actually, he he was in a TV show that there's like the the opening credit sequence for it like went viral because of how crazy it is. I forgot. I forget what it is, uh, but so it's very silly. He was in uh, an episode of Tales from the Crypt in 1992, 
Well, the last show he had like a multiple episode arc on was a show called Half Nelson in 1985. Wow. I think that's it. Hey, guess who else has starred? Victoria Jackson. (laughs) Victoria (laughs) Crazy Person Jackson. Dick Butkus. Nice. Yeah. If if you so if you get a chance and you guys can do this after we're done recording, go on YouTube and look up the opening credits for Half Nelson, uh, and you will be shocked. <laughs> I'm in. Edie Falco. I'll also give her a shout out. She's great in everything she does. Any concern that this is a Peacock show rather than like on HBO Max? No, don't hate on Peacock. Peacock's putting some good no, stuff Pe- together. Yeah, no, and I, I get yeah. that, but like the, the, the things they can't do. Can they swear on no. Peacock? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Peacock, Peacock, yeah, Peacock is full cable, like R-rated, whatever. I thought and, it was and, just NBC. And they've, so like, I think, kind of quietly been putting together a pretty good roster of shows. And I think that that's... Yeah. So, for that's a good example though, because I assumed because it's Peacock. Oh, cool! It's it's going to be a laugh track, and it's nope. going to be not at all. No, know. Peacock is just Peacock is NBC Universal streaming service, but it is every bit as you know free with their content as Netflix or HBO Max or, or any need, of that. So. They need to get that out there. <clears throat> yeah, they need, so, spread, then, uh, they need to spread their feathers. Cool thing about this is it's also directed by Jason Orley. Uh, and if you haven't heard of him, I would recommend going to check out uh, two movies he's directed. Uh, not only did he also direct Pete Davidson's uh, stand-up specials. But he directed the indie movie Big Time Adolescence that Pete Davidson stars in. And he also directed I Want You Back, which is uh, a great uh, little romantic comedy with Charlie Day and Jenny Slate. Wow. You know your stuff. Wow, buddy. Somebody good, good look job. at IMDb yeah. today. So what else? What are the movies you watch? Well, so let's all talk about another trailer. And coincidentally enough, this is another Peacock show. Uh, they're our new sponsor, and they now own the <laughs> podcast. Um, but this I, is, this I should what, know more about them than I don't. <laughs> this is the one that is actually tied to movies because it is the Continental inspired by the John Wick Assassin Hotel of the same name. This is a three-part series that will take place in 1970s New York and dives into some of the earlier years uh, of the hotel that is known for housing various dangerous assassins like Keanu Reeves as John Wick in the John Wick franchise. Does that ending shot, is that Ian McShane's character showing up at the Continental? I wouldn't be surprised if it is. And I do vaguely recall that I think that his character does have a role to play in the series, but don't quote me. Cause that's 50 years ago. And he would have been, you know, 20, 25. Cause he plays a 75 year old man now. So it's logistically possible, right? Yeah. I I would not be surprised. And it is the continental that is in, uh, in New York. So it's going to be gritty 1970s. Just, just no one gives a shit. And and that's all you see in the trailer. It's just a lot of gun violence and, you know, you still see flashes of the John Wick stuff here, but it's a teaser trailer. So there's not a lot to go on yet. Yeah. And I do like that. It is a three episode series as opposed to them trying to like stretch it out to like 12 episodes. So this is anything like that. And I'm going to play stupid here because I am dumb. Uh, like it's it's just a mini series then? Yeah, it's a mini series. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah gotcha. just a mini series. Gotcha. And it comes out in September. Now, Ben, in our private text thread, which we've we've referenced a couple times here on the show, you write almost every day about how much you wish Mel Gibson would make a big return. <laughs> oh my God. Are you excited that he's a, he's uh, one of the biggest stars in this? I, so I just learned that, and I uh, that might be a reason that I just like wait to see because if it comes out and it's like ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I might just have to. But if it comes out and it's like seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes, sixty six percent, I'm like, yeah, not worth it because I'm not going to go out of my way to support that asshole. You heard it here first. Ben Conowitz has renounced his big screen hero. He's what are you talking? He's not my big screen hero. 
It's just I have seen it just the you take a very for different all tone for Lethal Weapon movies in your bedroom. You take yeah. a very different I tone love, on this podcast than you do on I the love text thread. Danny Glover and Joe Pesci and Jet Li, and you know that about me. Well, not all of them are on the poster for the first one, where you have drawn a big heart around Mel Gibson's face. Literally and put wrote my hero next to it. Ben Gibson, Ben Gibson, Ben Gibson. Yeah. And you, like, how, how, how long, how many years were you feathering your hair because you're pretending to be Mel Gibson's son? Ten. Ten, ten, Brad. You know the fucking answer. It's ten. From 1991 <laughs> to 2001, I did it, okay? Am I proud of it? A little. Because that was a great run. But I'm I'm over it now, okay? Well, I don't know. You're still drinking like Mel Gibson. <laughs> You <laughs> based on a comment you said about ten minutes ago, it was kind of Mel Gibson. Oh God, <laughs> you guys are the biggest assholes. Oh, no, we really are. <laughs> All right, what's the third trailer? So yeah, third trailer. This is for a movie. Finally, guys, we did it. <laughs> uh, and I mean, coming as, back around. As you know, we are a TV show podcast. <laughs> But no, this is a movie called Talk to Me. This is a uh, an officially Sundance selected movie. Uh, it is a horror movie. It got uh, picked up by A24. Uh, I was lucky enough to see this during the virtual Sundance. Uh, and man, this this one is going to knock you on your ass. Um, it's it comes from Australia. Uh, directing duo uh, Danny and Michael Philippou. This is their feature directorial debut, uh, and this is just a really cool horror movie. Uh, the, the premise for it is basically uh, the latest, you know, trend that high school kids are doing uh, is doing these seances where they connect to some kind of demonic spirit for a little bit. And that demonic spirit inhabits them for literally just like a minute uh, so that they can feel what it's like. And then they call them out of it and they're, they're, they're just like, oh, my God, you know, like it's, it's, it's basically like doing a drug, essentially. Uh, and they're, they recorded on, on TikTok and social media and everything. Uh, but of course, one of them uh, goes wrong, like, and they do it for to turn it off. Is yeah, it, which goes, is insane to me. Like that's like like typical fucking kids. Well, they start it, so that's not, can't, can't finish it. It's, it's not exactly what happens. I, I won't spoil how how it comes to fruition. But this is this is a pretty gnarly movie. It's uh, pretty scary. There, there's some uh, some really great creepy moments in it. Uh, it's got a great cast, and this, these these two directors really seem like they're going to be promising in horror. And I can't wait to see. Uh, what they do next, and I can't wait for you guys to see this movie because I, I, Nate, I don't know because you're not a big horror guy, but Ben, I know you're, you and Bailey are gonna love this one. Yeah, Nate, uh, you've got kids, you know they they turn on the lights and then they leave the room, they they forget to turn them off. Like, uh, what if it was like you turn on the lights and there's a demon, and they go, oh yeah, I just forgot to turn them off, and there now now you got a demon in your house. <laughs> it's not what happens. <laughs> we, it's a trailer, Brad. I don't, we don't know. I know, uh, but yeah. So this one comes out uh, at the end of July. Are, are you guys excited for this one? I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it. I probably won't, but uh, <laughs> I just don't. We're gonna, we're gonna have to sign it to him, Nate. Your nonplussed shrug right there, like when you said that. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't probably not. Probably won't. <laughs> but, but, hey, yeah. hey, do, do any of the actors sing any songs or anything? Is it a musical? Oh, gosh. Yeah, there's one musical bit where the uh, talk the to me, is, <laughs> talk to me, <laughs> demon yeah, in demon the night. <laughs> Use your monkey paw fist and let me see. Talk to me. See, you can do it now. What? What? What's the problem? Oh, what's the problem with there's no pressure. The there's no pressure there. Oh I just God. got to do it, and there was no, nobody was looking at me. Nobody was saying like, "Go now, do it now." It just it came organically. Uh, standard performance issues, I guess. Yeah, ask Bailey. <laughs> Shit, no strike. Well, guys. Well, we so that's it. it for the trailers. We did it. Tell me a film or two. That is terribly rated. That you know, people don't love. 
And Brad, it might even get you fired if you admit it, but that's okay. You don't need the money. What film do you love and will you defend that people just genuinely don't like? Um, or films. You can you can add more than one if you want. I, I mean, but, I'm pretty easy on this one. I got a couple. Uh, <laughs> 2004, The Punisher with Thomas Jane. I don't think I've seen that. Is legitimately, I, I, it's, it, I love that movie. I, I watch it probably once a year. I, 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 I dig it. I like it. Once I think, a year? I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a good movie. I don't even think it's like, it's yeah. not like so there bad. There are movies good. that I love that I don't watch once a year. I think it, it had everything to do with when it came out and, and, and how who I was as a person back then. It's a solid revenge flick. Like, so, so you argue in this, it's, it's not like, it's it's a campy awful movie that you love. You think it's a good it's movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it is. It's got everything you wow. need. It's got a it's got a good plot. It's it's that's there's yes, it's, this it's, is exactly what funny. I wanted from you. It's it's there's it, there's some well written stuff in there. Ben Foster is in it and plays a, 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 a the neighbor and does a good job. Thomas Jane does a good job as the Punisher, honestly. Uh John Travolta is a weird, creepy villain. Uh it works. Um there's a there's some some really cool montage stuff in there. There's some all, him and Kevin Nash, the wrestler Kevin Nash, have a fight scene uh, in a stairway that is brutal as hell. Uh, it's yeah, no, I'm a defender. I really like that movie. Suck it, America! <laughs> you don't know wow. what you're talking about, wow. America. So there you go, Brad. There's mine. Where's what's yours? Wow, I think it's Jurassic Park. To be honest, oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> oh, the lost. No. Uh, wait, the new one, Jurassic you know, World. I just kind of like Schindler's <laughs> List. I just think it's a. <laughs> So 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 sue me. I like Goodfellas. Okay. <laughs> no, um, I I think the worst movie that I genuinely Rat Race. Uh, no, I like Rat Race. Uh, that was going to be my not, answer. Actually, I love. Yeah, Rat that Race. should be your answer. Um, it's uh, it's Jingle All the Way. <laughs> really? Like you? Think yeah, it, you think I, it's a good movie? Like legitimate? Is oh that... no, 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 no! I don't See, think it's a good I movie, think I, I think that I think the Punisher is a good movie. So do you no, have any that you think there's a good movie that people just got it wrong? Especially in the in the world that you live, that you think that the critics maybe were really wrong about this, that it, it, is, it is a good movie. You know, because sometimes um, I see, like on Rotten Tomatoes, right, where the critic score is like 14, 15 percent. Yeah, you're like, like 15 percent well, of people, 15 people of thought critics, it was better than 15 percent of these critics know? said, you know what, screw you 85 percent. You're wrong. This is good. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I... I mean, I know uh, a million ways to die in the West was pretty low rated, and that's um, that is another one that is like fuck off. That's a really good movie. It's <laughs> yeah, it's fucking hilarious, and you're wrong. Like, yeah, I genuinely you, if you love, think that's a bad movie, you can. I don't know what's wrong with you. There are so yeah, many funny parts in that. It has a has a thirty three percent in Rotten Tomatoes. What critics, a forty a forty one percent audience score. Oh fuck, you're all wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I that this is mine. Yeah, because I, I love this movie. I think it is hilarious. I don't know why people have such a bug up their ass. Uh, I don't. I think it's because Seth MacFarlane can be kind of smarmy sometimes. Whatever. But I think he's hilarious in this movie. The movie's really funny. The, the, yeah. My favorite line in that entire film is he. It's a it's a western, and he is he plays a son, and he comes home, and his mom and his dad are sitting there, and his dad he walks in the door, and his dad goes, "You're late." And Seth MacFarlane goes, "For what?" And he goes, "Fair enough." And it's just this little <laughs> subtle thing, and I just I died laughing the first time that I heard that line. It was so funny. I mean, do you think it's comparable to Ted? I, it's better than Ted. I, well, I, I really, I actually, I like Ted. I thought I it like was Ted. a funny movie. Oh, no, no. I think yeah, I, I, I like the West is better. Yeah. So what you're saying is, yes. it is a better film than Ted because I think 
Ted was higher higher reviewed, right? Yeah, oh yeah. The critics actually liked Ted. Uh, you know what was not a great movie? Ted Two. Yes, that's true. Did, Ted Two is like not great. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Seth MacFarlane do more movies. Honestly, I think he. I mean, did you ever watch the Orville? By the way, his show. I watched like four episodes. No, I liked it. It no, was I like didn't. basically a Star Trek. Yeah, and I love Star Trek. It's I, good. I, there was nothing wrong with it. I didn't stop watching because I didn't like it. I just found another show. I think. But. I I think that it's a very well done show. Do you guys ever have it? It's hard to watch shows right now because there's so many of them. Well, out, right? you're, you yell at me all the time. I'm through finally the second season of Mandalorian, and uh, you know the fifth episode of Shrinking, and and now yeah, where's my fucking cookie? Well, you haven't finished your game. Okay, you know. It's great, though. It, it is pretty good. One other one I'll throw out there, and I think I've defended this movie on this podcast before. Uh, Birth, Birth of a Nation. Watch. And let me <laughs> tell watch. you why. What it was it, Red? The Watch. Oh, you have. Yes, yes, yes. If that movie yeah, had not come out, it was originally called The Neighborhood Watch, and if it had yeah. not come out right when the Trayvon Martin killing happened, it would have done yeah. way better. Literally, Trayvon Martin was murdered. And then it was supposed to come out like that next weekend. And so the marketing department dropped Neighborhood Watch and and turned it into The Watch. And it just it just bombed. But it is yeah. funny. So I don't think I watched it. It's funny. Actually, Brad, yeah, you, should, you, should, the, you should assign that to Nate. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I, I think it received pretty terrible ratings, right? Yeah, it has a 16% on Tomatoes <laughs> okay. from critics and a 30, 39% from now, the audience. do you but think this is, this is a good movie, Brad? Yeah, yeah, because it is—it's a little messy with some of the story elements, but not enough that like I ended up hating it. I—I I, I laugh a lot during this movie, and like like ge- genuine like good laughs. I think it's a, a really fun premise, and it's just—it's very funny. The entire cast great, and it's a—it's a Lonely Island movie. Akiva Schaefer directed it. Oh, uh, Seth that. Rogen and Evan Goldberg worked on this on the script. You know, it's, is it, so, is yeah, it it's, better it's or funny. worse than Paul? I think it's funnier than Paul. Um, I think Paul is a better made movie. Is it? Uh, funnier than At World's End. Yes, but I think At World's End is a better made movie. But that's okay. also because I'm just a big you Edgar love Edgar Wright. Yeah, Nate, is yours Rat Race then? I do love Rat Race. I would probably add though. I'll I'll, I'll do another comedy because I find that oftentimes comedies have you, you just you get it or you don't. You know, right? Other, other um, than The Punisher, sure, yeah. I'll, I'll agree. Uh, but no, uh, <laughs> one and I think Brad, it was you or maybe Ben that hasn't seen this. Uh, I will defend. Till my dying day, without a paddle, being a legitimately funny movie. Oh yeah, I, I haven't seen that one, and I've, I, I've never really heard anybody say it's it. so bad. Uh, I love it's this not good. film. It is so funny. It is so funny. Next, you're going to tell me that you love Strange Wilderness. Like, that's not. These are not good films. Oof, yikes! You didn't like Rat Race either. No, I like Rat Race. No, I, I hated. I hated Rat Race. <laughs> I know. You well, yeah, we know. You, listen, we know your opinions on. And, Rat and Rat again, Rat. there there might be. This came out in like 2003, right? So it is an old. It's going to be dated. Yeah. Um. Or 2004. It is old. Uh. It's at the probably height, hit, like, you, hit you right in your college sweet spot. It's probably. at like yeah, it is. And so like th- there's. It's hard for me to separate the nostalgia for the film. All right. Well, we did it, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Another episode of Go Flicks Yourself in in the old record books. And we want to hear from uh, you. What What are the films that you will you will defend and, and, until you And by die. the way, it's got to be something you think is good. Yep. I don't want to hear this, oh, I know it's a bad movie like Jingle All the Way. Yeah. It's got to be something you think is a or good like movie. Spice World. Like, oh, I just think Spice World's just <laughs> the best movie. You know what movie. I love? Like, Coyote Ugly. Yeah. Hey, hey. hey unless you do really love Coyote Ugly, but. I just want you to know, Spice World is a good movie. What? Spice World is a good, is with, a good movie. With the Spice Girls? Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a satire what? of like Wait, the old. Of are you being, I can't tell if you're being facetious. In a spice no, no, world, 
I am being dead serious. Spice World is a good satire of the classic movies that the Beatles used to make. I don't believe you. I'm 100%. Bob Hoskins is in Spice World. He was oh. also in Super Mario yeah, Brothers. Exactly. Don't, 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 Super Mario Brothers don't throw Bob smaller. Hoskins at us as if he's a foolproof like, be, great actor. To be fair, Bob Hoskins did see something in the weirdness that was Super Mario Brothers. It didn't turn out well, but it's but it's not, it wasn't, you know, it was it was an interesting experiment, no matter how bad it turned out. You want to know who else is in Spice World, my friends? The Spice Girls. To know? All five ginger spice. Of the is spice ginger spice. Yeah. <laughs> is ginger spice in it? Ginger spice, sporty spice, sexy spice. Uh, no, 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 no. Seriously, listen, listen to who else is in is in Spice World. Stephen Fry, Jason Fleming. Are you ready for this next? I'm one? like, who are these people? Like, I know Stephen Fry, but who's Jason Fleming? Jason Fleming is like he's a, he's a, he's a solid British character actor. Uh, Elton John, Meatloaf. Hugh Laurie. Yeah, Meatloaf. But the best one, Richard E. Grant. Who is Richard E. Grant? I'll, I'll bite. Oh, come oh, Richard on, E. Grant. Ben. You've not seen the Loki series. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. What who is it? Doing? Richard E. Grant is a great actor. Okay, I don't know who that is, Brad. Not everybody knows how to do <laughs> everything. You certainly don't know how to do anything. There's probably nothing that I can tell you he's in that you've seen. Oh, you don't like the kind of movies that he makes. He was in the Hitman's Bodyguard. Did you see that one? I did see that one. Okay. It's a bad movie. Probably don't remember who he is, though. No, yeah, I don't. Not great. Uh, but no, John- Jonathan Ross is in it. Jennifer Saunders. Okay, then, you're then, making then, up names. Yeah, none of these are like yeah, impressive. You're, you're making like, up names. You know, Dominic oh, West. I can't believe George Jennifer Saunders. They, I can't believe they, they got, got Jennifer, Jennifer Saunders. <laughs> the fact that you don't know who Jennifer Saunders is just shows that you're completely out of touch with the comedy. World. No, I, I, was it was Air Bud busy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Air Bud was busy because he was making other movies. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We do appreciate you. Yeah, we give us those five stars, all, all five of them on the uh, on the on the online. We'd love it. Subscribe. Smash the like button. Comment on Facebook. Smash email Ben so and tell him that he's a fucking idiot. No. Oh, it's my favorite comment. Our favorite review. Thank you so much. Uh, I don't know if Wait, that was the one on the 10 to 1. Wait, the one that's going to be a fucking or, idiot? Yeah. The 10 to 1 or this one, but it was my favorite <gasps> review. It was so good. In so many words, anyway. No, I wasn't called. Guys, Mention w- Ben and maybe say something about Ben in a, com- in a review. I and wasn't. We'll make Ben send you tell this us, shirt. So tell, us, tell us what the most complimentary thing Ben has said about Mel Gibson is. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> you guys are the worst. <laughs> and we'll read your review on the air. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?